Hello and welcome to Nikon Report, your weekly roundup of all the latest Nikon news and all other photographic announcements that we found interesting. It's Constantine here and on another side of the world is... <laughs> Becky, I'm not on the other side of the world, I'm about 70 miles away. Well, since we've missed a week, there's been quite a bit of the news and we're going to start with the firmware updates. The first one was for Nikon Z9 and it went from version 4 to version 4.01. That's right. So in this case, they just fixed some bugs. They fixed the following issues. The camera would, in rare circumstances, stop responding or fail to record a video correctly if an attempt for video recording took place after the standby timer had expired and then reactivated with specific dimensions. So a very specific video recording issue. They also fixed a bug where the switching to FX from FX to DX role was assigned would not function if you were shooting with slow motion video. And they also fixed the fact that the first shot in burst photography would sometimes fail if auto or natural light auto was selected in white balance and another one to do with flicker reduction. So if you've had any of those problems, or even if you haven't, you should probably update your firmware anyway. All right, so Nihan also adds caution to the firmware page and says that the firmware will take approximately six minutes and the progress bar will be displayed um, when the update begins. Now, when you're updating the firmware version C from version earlier than version two, then it may take two minutes for the progress bar to be displayed. So do not turn off the camera until the firmware update is complete. And another thing what they talk about is the IPTC presets. If you're updating from the firmware version, not version four, but the earlier one, so one of the 3.10 or the earlier version three, then those IPTC presets will not copy to the firmware version 401. But if you're updating from the firmware version of 4, then you should be absolutely fine. Yeah, so if you do have IPTC presets, just save them onto a card and then do your update and then load them afterwards. All right. So uh, a small update, lots of bug fixes. So still takes six minutes to update, which is pretty long. But yeah. If you haven't updated yet, it may be worth doing so. Now, we also had a firmware update for Nikon Z8 camera, and it went from firmware version 1 to firmware version 101. That's right. So in this case, they changed the timing of the high temperature warnings that appear when the camera's internal temperature would increase, mainly during video recording. Uh, I don't actually know if that's longer, but uh, if it's given us a longer duration now. Well, it's interesting. Now we have to probably redo all the video tests that we've done. And then, uh, you know, all the timing of the temperature warnings, yeah, either will be later or sooner. I assume it's probably will be later because uh, lots of previous video tests indicated that the warning shows up, but it may take another 10 to 15 minutes for actually the camera to overheat. So maybe it's been similar to, remember SB900. I had do. those temperature warnings and as B910 kind of increased those timings, you know, for the warning of that, that the flashlight is overheating. So who knows, maybe it's something similar, but for Nikon Z8. Exactly. Now they also changed the position where the memory card high temperature warning is displayed in video mode, I suppose, so it's not distracting. Um, and they fixed a few issues. One was that the battery would draw down more quickly, even if the camera was off if you had Connect Smart device on with all your Bluetooth and upload while off was on. Focus could still be adjusted using the focus ring even when disable was selected for manual focus ring in AF mode. And also SB800 flash units would sometimes stop responding after pictures were taken. 
with the flash disabled. So that's another thing that they've fixed there. That's a very interesting one because technically SB800 is not officially supported by Nikon Z mirrorless cameras. So it's very interesting that they actually go as far as looking at SB800s and updating a firmware for that. But also what I didn't see listed in the firmware changing is the Luxrap issue for some reason has not been updated via software update. <laughs> they couldn't just update the firmware and fix that? Would have made no, life so didn't much send easier. me a pack of glue or something? No, I'm going to cut this all off. We're not going to talk about this thing today. <laughs> today is all positive. Today is positive. Now, for some more Z8 news for you, the Z8 is expected to resume shipping next week. According to Nikon Rumors, all the brand new stock that Nikon dealers had was sent back to Nikon for inspection. As we've said before, we didn't have any stock, so we didn't have anything to send back. And there is a new batch scheduled to arrive in the USA, according to service photo. They've said more Z8 cameras expected soon. Deliveries have been lighter than expected this summer, but we were told today to expect next delivery of cameras by the end of next week. So that is definitely a positive spin on things. I'm hoping that that's the case for us too. We've heard similar things in the grapevine for UK dealers. So we're hoping to see some more Z8 stock very soon. Fantastic. And on more Z8 related news that Nikon Z8 named the camera of the year by ISA 2023-2024 awards. Nice. So alongside the Z8 being named camera of the year, we also have the 85 1.2, which won portrait lens. And the 404.5, which won Super Telephoto Lens of the Year, which is fantastic. So lots of wins for Nikon. Now, since we're going so quickly through the news, a quick update on the Z1 mm lens shipping. So on 17th of August, since we weren't here, Nikon announced the actual release date for the lens, which was 31st of August. And now some USA dealers, uh, such as B&H, listing the shipping date of 30th of September. Now, I wonder if it's just a placeholder, really, and or they're expecting quite a few shipments that they will cover their back orders before 30th of September. Who knows? You know, but the date is really vague. And if the shipping is actually starting on the 31st, I assume that the dealers will get the first shipments on 31st of August. Yeah, my assumption with B&H is that they are just covering their bases. We are well versed in dealing with back orders and we know that it's going to take us a little while to fulfill all the back orders all the people who have either put in a pre-order paid a deposit etc so maybe they're just thinking with time frames for new orders we have also been given the news that uh, our shipments are going to start on the 31st of august which is this thursday so by the time you're seeing this they will be about to arrive as i said on the live stream on friday those people who are getting one from the first batch, and it is a really tiny first batch over here, um, but those who are getting one from the first batch have already been contacted. So if you haven't been contacted by us and you pre-ordered one from us, expect to get one hopefully in the next batch. Fantastic. And I assume that if UK is getting their shipments on 31st, then the Europe also will get their shipments on the 31st of August. So now that we've got through actual news, we're going into rumor territory. Obviously, it's been a month since the rumors started about Nikon ZF. And now the first images leaked by Nikon rumors of the actual camera. Well, we assume it's an actual camera. Obviously, without official confirmation, it could be a 3D printed model. But it does look real to me, though. It looks pretty real, considering that, first of all, they've put a Z lens on it. And they've also 
showed the back, which doesn't look like any existing Z camera that we've seen so far. And the fact that they flipped up the back screen and you can see the panel there, which looks like it has no serial number on it. So I guess this is a pre-production model that someone has sneakily put their hands on and then thrown up onto Nikon rumors. Yeah, well, what they said is they basically covered up the serials at the back of the, you know, the, the screen, behind the screen. So just to make sure that the whoever this camera was given to, they're not going to leak the source, you know. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, but as a, you know, as a papier-mâché enthusiast, I think that took quite a lot of work to make this camera out of uh, wet paper, I assume, you know, but kudos to the craft itself. Now, what do you think about the camera? I mean, it does look pretty well built. I mean, obviously we're looking at the small compressed JPEG images, it does look better built camera to me than a Nikon ZFC though. What do you think? Yeah, it's really hard to tell, but it, it kind of gives me more DF vibes just based on the shape of that hand grip and the fact that the top does look like it's kind of metal. So it's interesting. I don't know quite what to make of the the viewfinder at the back, it's a circular viewfinder, or sorry, I should say, it's a circular eyepiece on the back, mm -hmm. which is the sort of a la Z8, Z9 feel, but at the same time, the rest of the camera looks quite small. So it's quite interesting to see these tiny little resolution shots and, and see what it may look like. Well, that's true. And you mentioned the round eyepiece, actually, it's square inside it as well, so which is very interesting. Then he also published a video of a person with extremely large hands handling the camera. Obviously, um, he chose the lowest resolution as possible to upload this. In the age of 8K, 240p is the resolution that we choose to upload our Twitter post. But he shot it on his Nokia 3310. <laughs> exactly. He, he literally, he has this camera just for this type of videos. As soon as the something leaked comes out, he takes his Nokia 3310, you know, looks into the monochrome screen, attaches a USB camera to this and just starts rolling. <laughs> Now, in the hands-on report that's also Nikon Roman published by that actual person who leaked the photographs, he basically said that there is a BMW switch on top of the video and still switch on top of the camera, which is not shown on the images, but it does look pretty interesting. So we will get the color as well as black and white stills mode, which I'm personally excited about because as we discussed before, I think it's pretty cool to go from uh, color to black and white very quickly without getting into the menus. It's really interesting that we saw that rumor over on Nikon Rumors and I didn't really take much stock in it at the time, but now that someone who supposedly has their hands on it has said that that's the case, that is quite interesting. I like the idea. It's something that I sort of wish had existed with the DF and the ZFC, in fact. So I think it's a nice touch if that's the case. That's true. And he also says, in terms of ergonomics, he says, large enough, the grip was necessary, in my opinion. I would actually compare the ergonomics to the brick, that's okay though, the DF felt like a brick and I still like that camera. So very interesting. It tells me that the camera feels a bit more robust and it's nice to have a little tiny grip, as you can see on the first image, uh, that it is definitely there. And if the camera is genuinely heavier and it is rumored to be built out of magnesium alloy, to have this grip is actually will help your hand just to kind of uh, grip the camera a little bit better than a flat camera. Mm, okay. And Nikon Rumors have also updated their specs list. I think that most of what we've talked about before is is there, but mm -hmm. they've tweaked a few. So they've said that it will have an XP7 processor, 
that the LCD and EVF specs are the same as the Z6 II in terms of size and resolution. Which is finally, I think they get into the thought that it's not a 45 megapixel sensor. I think we've discussed it before and we stated their opinion that it probably will be a Z6 II sensor because it doesn't make sense to put a state-of-the-art 45 megapixel sensor in the camera that's going to be priced around £2,000 because it's a big jump from even the price of Nikon Z8. Yeah. Exactly. Another thing they've mentioned is the autofocus. They've said it's 273 points and comes with features from the Z8, Z9 with 3D tracking, plus a feature related to autofocus, which is apparently new for Nikon cameras, but they have no idea what it is yet. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And yeah, magnesium alloy body, which is not a plastic body, hopefully. So that should give us a slightly heavier build as well as more premium feel, which is nice. And then, yeah, they have high extended shooting for RAW and high format. High format is coming to all newly released Nikon cameras, which is nice. The rest, you pretty much know. So still no announcements. According to rumors, it was supposed to be scheduled on 2nd of August. Obviously, that didn't happen. We are now reaching September. So who knows? Who knows? Fingers crossed. Hopefully, we'll see the camera very soon. Or it could be just someone's imagination. Could be. Could be 3D printed. Well, the hint that we are getting is that Nikon will be present at an upcoming 2023 Build Expo in New York, where BH, the United States big dealer of cameras and everything, will have its 50 years anniversary. And apparently it's replacing the PDN for the Plus Expo, which got cancelled last year and uh, previous year because of the COVID. And uh, it seems like it's replacing that. So Nikon will have quite a large booth, about the same size as Sony and Canon. At the event, there will be lots of talks of ambassadors, uh, lots of workshops, big push for creators. So assuming a lot of video stuff, etc. But there could be a potential announcement around this event. So who knows? So the expo is scheduled to happen on 6th and 7th of September. So if the camera will be announced, that will be probably next week then. Who knows? I mean, that would be nice. It would definitely be helpful. We'll, we'll see. Watch this space. That's You'll... true, because I'm really tired of talking hourly updates of Nikon ZF specifications. I mean, you know, every week, something new. Let's just get it announced. Get it to the hands of all people who want to write and talk about it and then release the camera next month. That would be amazing. I'm personally looking forward to this camera. I think it's the camera that will make me switch from my Nikon Z6. Mm. <laughs> I, uh, I'm you know, I don't know if you know on socials, people have sort of like, okay, I'm making myself accountable here. I'm saying that this is the time that I'm going to whatever, whether it's like I'm starting an exercise challenge or these are the books I'm going to read. So for you, we're going to watch this video back in a couple of months time and go, did you, did you actually change from your Z6 to a ZF? Because you keep saying it. I think not in a couple of months, but maybe a year or so, okay. you know, so okay. let's see, let's, let's try the camera. Let's see what the build is. I think the build is very important to me. I want to try a bunch of manual focus lenses on it. I want to see if it fits my kind of casual street photography setup. So, but, mm. but I think if the build quality is there, if it feels like a really nice analog camera, you know, similar to Nikon F3 or FM3A cameras, then definitely we'll have a winner on our hands. And obviously it's not the camera that is designed for sports and wildlife photographers, so which is not me, which is a good thing, you know. So I think it will fit casual photographers, maybe some professional photographers, probably not everyone, but it may fit some professional photographers who use vintage cameras as aesthetics, who knows, you know, but I definitely want to see this camera in the flash 
and then maybe one day Z6 will have to go. Good. Now for some third-party news for you. The Tamron 35-150 f2 to 2.8 Di Mark III VXD lens for Nikon Z mount has been officially released. It will be available from the 21st of September. Pre-orders are open now and we are certainly excited to get our hands on that one. Absolutely. A lot of people are now sharing their first hands-on photographs of the Z-mount lens on their Nikon cameras because before we had a rendering of an E-mount lens for Sony, so now we have actually Nikon Z-mount lens. And there's a size comparison where people compare it with the 51.2 Z lens as well as Micro 105 2.8. So the 35-150 is not that much bigger than 51.2 lens. However, one thing to remember that it's not an internal zoom. It will extend itself when you zoom in 250 millimeter focal distance, which will make it even bigger in my opinion. But I think the main thing that you need to think about is a weight of the lens. It's 1.2 kilograms. So it is quite a chunky and big lens. So in my opinion, in my opinion, this is a fantastic very sophisticated tool for professional photographers who need it, like AKA wedding photographers, because generally we would have 24, 70 and 7200 lens. And uh, sometimes, so you have, let's say two bodies or something. And uh, sometimes you may find that, let's say, you photographing with a 7200 and the person come closer and then 70 is a little bit too long for this. And I think 35 to 150 lens, is qu it's quite a good reception lens, a quite good, let's say, church lens where you can do a wide enough shots to photograph the whole church, let's say, you know, and you can also zoom in to, to let's say, to take a first kiss shot, et cetera, et cetera. So I think as a specialized professional lens, it's a fantastic choice. Obviously, F2 will give you very shallow depth of field, even 2.8 zoomed in. But for, let's say, Casual enthusiast, I think it's too big and too heavy. So let's say, I would think twice taking just for a straw around the lake or something like this because it's just it's just too big and too heavy. So that's the thing. I think it's a professional tool, good for this type of work and people don't mind size or weight, but let's say for casual use, enthusiast use, unless you really want it, it's a little bit too big and too heavy. That's right. Another place where I think it could potentially be useful is if you're a videographer that doesn't want to carry around a series of lenses and you need one lens that has a nice bright aperture. So I think that that is going to be very interesting. We are certainly planning to get our hands on a, a review copy fairly soon. So as soon as we do, we will pop that up on our channel so that you can see what we think about it as well. Absolutely. In the meantime, there was a first review published in a text form, and that was published by Photocoach, which is a German online magazine. You can obviously Google Translate. They really like the lens. What did they say in the conclusion there? They said at almost 1.2 kilos, it is not a light lens, but this weight doesn't come from anywhere. Not sure what that means. This lens is a real pleasure to use and is probably the best lens for anyone who'd like to cover a wide range of focal lengths for their work. Can't go wrong here. The lens is particularly suitable for videographers. So if you're looking for a lens in different areas of application, such as reportage, wedding, concert, photography, and also portrait photography, you will make few compromises compared to using fixed focal lengths. If you work with an aperture of f2.8, you'll also enjoy a constant aperture throughout the range. So obviously if you shoot at 35 f2.8, you don't have a variable aperture at that point. You only have to accept strong flare due to the 21 glass elements, but you can also see it as a stylistic device, which I quite like the translation on that. And they've also posted a little sample of the bokeh rendering, which looks quite pleasing, I would say. 
Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I would say the flare is actually for wedding shorts works quite well because yes, it's this kind of stylistic choice. It definitely adds to the feel and the mood of the images. So I think overall, yeah, if unless you really need a perfect uh, flare handling, this is definitely a lens to go. I really like that Tamron doesn't just do the same thing that Nikon does and they go with a complete very different designs from Nikon so 35 to 150 Nikon doesn't have anything like this this a uh, this is a very kind of specialized niche niche tool that we definitely professional photographers really will really enjoy using. And then they also, I think, just announced for Sony E-mount 70 to 40 lens, which is well a wide aperture lenses. And I hope that it will also will come to Nikon mount at some point. So kudos to Tamron. I think they designed very interesting lenses that don't overlap with Nikon offerings. And that means that you can pick and choose the best glass for you. If you would prefer to watch a video rather than read a Google translated article, then Taylor Jackson has actually put hands on this and has popped that up on his YouTube channel. So you can check that out as well. Fantastic. Now, more third party lens coming to Nikon Z mount. Apparently, 28mm 1.8 autofocus lens from Viltrox has not been announced, but now available for pre order on places like BH and Amazon. So, what I can say just by looking at Sony E mount version, which is available, so and that's been released, we can see that's going to be autofocus, will be priced about £379. Nikon doesn't have 28 1.8 lens. And I think that's an interesting way for Viltrox to get into that space. I personally think that Nikon should release 2818. I don't know why they haven't announced one yet. I think it's uh, one of those lenses that people who like 28mm focal distance will enjoy using. But in the meantime, you can have a cheaper Viltrox lens. The Viltrox lenses are getting quite popular. They've just released the, the 75, I believe, f1.2 lens for DX mount. So they are covering those spaces that Nikon doesn't. And overall feedback on this lens has been very, very positive. So overall, kudos to Viltrox. We would love to try their lenses. Maybe we'll get in touch or they will get in touch with us at some point. Yes. <laughs> Very good. All right. Next up, seven artisans are soon to announce a new 9mm f5.6 full frame ultra wide angle lens. So although this isn't official yet, apparently they will be announcing it for Sony E-mount, Nikon Z, Canon RF and Leica L-mount. It will presumably be manual focus because all the seven artisans lenses generally are. But uh, that's that's super wide if ever there was one. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's really wide-angle lens. What more can we say? Yeah. <laughs> what can we say, exactly, you know? But, uh, yeah, if you like to go wide, this is why this gets pretty much, you know, unless you want to go 6mm 2.8, which we have a video with Nikon Z9. We do. Now, Astro Hori also officially announced an 85mm f1.8 autofocus lens for Nikon Z mount. Again, another third-party 85 1.8 lens. So we've got Viltrox, now we have Astro Hori. I think it's fantastic to have. I believe we also have the Yungio as well. So if you are looking at 85mm autofocus lens for Nikon Z mount, there are quite a few to choose from. This one is priced at $275, which is quite an expensive autofocus lens. And obviously, yeah, it's got it's full frame. It's got like nine elements and groups, yada yada yada. So if you look at, look into that, I would probably would like to try one out, see what the range is like, and then make make my decision later. You know what I'm actually personally excited about? I'm excited about Jean Gyo or ZY Optics, who just released 20 millimeter, 35 millimeter, and 50 millimeter. So the Trinity of T1.0 Cine lenses. And apparently they're all bokelicious, have beautiful rendering. So you don't look in as a critical sharpness for this type of lens, you're looking for the cinematographic effects. And uh, this 
Trinity comes at $1,300, which is not bad for freelancers if you think about it's it. It's a bargain. Exactly. And comes from Nikon Z mount. It's, it's geared up for senior use. So, you know, the, the casing of the lens obviously like looks like it's designed for senior use. So, you know, you can attach all sorts of accessories to it, yada, yada, yada. So I'm personally very excited about. I'm also want to try this lens at some point or maybe try some anamorphic lenses. You know, Bex, we haven't tried anamorphic lenses yet. So I think this is definitely one of the things we want to explore. Maybe ZY Optics can hook us up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. This podcast became us reaching out to other brands <laughs> to send up some free stuff. Yes, yes, it did. Now for your weekend read and watch segment, Nikon Sessions is back and season two, episode one is about wedding photography. So Rishi is joined by some professional wedding photographers, including someone we've interviewed, which is Gavir Johal, who is there, I can see in the video, and uh, they're all imparting their knowledge to you about wedding photography. That's right. And then if you haven't had enough, all the Nikon camera comparisons, specifications, all this technical talk, Petapixel's got you covered. They are comparing Nikon Z8 video capabilities versus Sony A1 and Canon R5. So if you want to see which camera is the best for that beautiful 8K resolution, then definitely have a look at their article as well as their video on their YouTube channel. There you go. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us this week. Yes, thank you very much for watching and or listening. Please give us a like and a subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast platform, we would truly appreciate a follow, a rating, a review, just on any platform where you get your podcasts. Exactly. A couple of platforms to mention, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, even YouTube in the United States now have podcasts. So if you don't know where to find them, check there first, but all other podcast platforms will also have us there because... That's what we do. And if you'd like to find us on the internet, you can find us currently on Instagram. I am at Rebecca underscore Danese. The shop is at Nikon at Grays. And I'm at Constantin Kochkin. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.